Hello, and we are back again. Welcome to episode 10 of The Break, technically version 2.0 of 10, because last week we did have some technical difficulties, and then we thought we would give you guys a break and let you enjoy your winter holidays. So welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Here we are. Hopefully we're all good today. Joining me as usual is Phil Boileau and Justin Rowan. How are you guys doing? What's up? What's up? I, I, I see what you did there with the break. <laughs> it, you're that's, getting that's, a break. That's the pro skills right there. I didn't, but yes, I did. You can tell she lives in Ontario with all the terrible dads. <laughs> see, you, sh- you should have just did. taken credit for yeah, it. I did do that. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness, uh, last week, the technical difficulty was my fault. So I'll, I'll take the hit on that one. Uh, uh, Meg's being too nice. She definitely owes me, and I told you so. Um, I'm still learning. Again, <laughs> if you forgot, his job is outside of this technical support technical support i didn't say i was good at my job <laughs> they just pay me for it i hope well hopefully they don't listen to this show and then you'll hear i think a couple of them little, do i'm in trouble yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like phil what's going on one week your headphones aren't working it's always you it's always you phil's problematic as hell yeah. man well this week i'm the sick one if you guys can hear it a little bit. Someone yeah. always has to be sick. That's yeah. the way it goes. Well, we live in Canada, it's like minus 45 degrees Celsius outside. Oh, man. It, it's stupid cold. I, I don't want to I had a polar bear literally knock on my door, asked to hang out in my freezer, because he's like, I, I, I need to warm up. Get it? Aha. Uh-huh. I don't think no, that no, actually happened. No, it I'm, didn't. I'm but for our like, three happen. American listeners, they may believe we have polar bears just, just yeah, roaming that's around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm assuming we at least watched a couple of the games on Christmas Day. It's a pretty good game. It's started to become a little bit of a tradition, I think, going to just having Christmas Day games. There's some. Yeah. Pretty... Yeah, I'm I'm loving the uh, the Christmas schedule every year. I think this is the yeah. seventh year that they've done it. Um, it's it's a little frustrating to see the Cavs play the Warriors every year now. Um, I, I'd like an easier opponent, um, but yeah, it is nice to see these uh, marquee games taking place on Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always tough to see your team lose, right? Especially when it's it's ruining early. Christmas. Did it ruin your Christmas? <laughs> it did not. And LeBron James didn't care a whole about lot. the loss. Well, the good thing later. is, is you pro- you're probably drinking somewhat heavily. At least, did that numb the pain a little bit? Oh, not yeah, that yeah, early it was though. An early game. Yeah, so I, I had places to be and, and driving to do, so that uh, that slowed my roll. Next yeah. time, a little bit. next time, just stay in one spot and get kicking with the mimosas. Oh, I thought you were gonna pull <laughs> a Malavar ball joke there. Him driving in his lanes, watch basketball. Ba ba ba. I see what you did there. I see Give them a break there. from dad jokes. Everyone thinks they're crafty today, I guess. I'm very nerdy that way. I, I'm actually the only game I was able to watch because I was driving all day in the terrible weather was the Golden State game because I went to my uncle's house and he's mm-hmm. a big Golden State fan, which I which I now realize is, is is super awkward because I cheer for every team but Golden State because I was like them to lose. Um, so um, I was cheering heavily against them, <laughs> and and the whole room was just kind of like eyeing me, telling me to shut up. Yeah. But it, it 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 was kind of interesting to me. Do you guys know how they pick the teams? Who's gonna be like who's playing that? Because there was just five games, right? Like, yeah. Well, there, there's some markets that 
just play no matter what. Like your your New York, um, Boston, like those those cities are just always going to um, uh, get the spotlight just because of the their market size and their draw, and it, that's kind of the yeah. the tradition there. Um, outside of that, then you all of a sudden you start to get into the guys that have a, a bit more marquee matchups. So Cleveland and Golden State, not typically your your, your large matchups, but um, they they were they they were the ones that were selected because they they go to the finals every year. So it's kind of a combination. Yeah, because that was their third. That's their third straight Christmas matchup. And so I guess yeah, along Phil's thing, they always do. I guess the last season championship matchup. That's always a Christmas game. Is that their staple? And they just sort of build around that. Not not necessarily. Well, at least they the go la- off yeah, the rivalry. The it's such a draw. Like have. when everyone's thinking the NBA in playoffs, they're thinking Cavs Golden State. Like that's what rolls off everyone's tongue, right? Yeah. So, but. Right, and prior to that, the the Cavs played Miami because LeBron had just left Miami, and and that was kind of the marquee matchup. So it's whatever they think is going to draw the most eyes. What do you guys think? I'm curious, um, like, how obviously American Thanksgiving is always associated with football and NFL, and that's, like, one of the biggest days in NFL. Like, it's a huge Thanksgiving thing. Do you think the NBA is coming close to doing that, to having it now, like, over the last couple years? Christmas Day is kind of held by the NBA. I, I think it's fair to say that the, it's starting to be associated with it. Like uh, I know that's an expectation for me. Tradition feels longer than just the seven years that they've been running it. Like it, it feels like that's something that's mm-hmm. always been done. Um, so I, I definitely think um, pe- people are starting to to lean that way. That uh, it's an expectation and, and something that people look forward to every year. Like. When, I know when the schedules are being released, a lot of people will wonder, oh, well, what are the Christmas matchups? So uh, I think that's something people are starting to look look forward to. Are we feeling bad that like some top teams like San Antonio and Toronto don't make these games? Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm very upset. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'm upset, but, <laughs> I mean, uh, but I'm just saying. I like, feel like, snubbed. Uh, just I'm... record level. Like, like It seems like, like you're doing big markets, but... I mean, Toronto's a pretty big draw. Listen, Damar and I personally feel Why? Sick. And I don't think you, I'm the You're first. not friends with Damar. You're always pretending <laughs> that, that you and any Raptor are, like, best friends. Listen, the Six is a small city, okay? It is not a small city. You're, and, you're lying again. And <laughs> it's a small area. And, you know, I when I worked for the keg, that was a big supporter. So it wasn't... You're such you a know, might have uh, we might have crossed paths a time or two. Either way, I know that he feels just as snubbed as I do. And this isn't the first time. Obviously, you know, being Canadian and Toronto as well, it's a big thing for me that I always take note of. But especially since Toronto's done decently well over the past few years, I do feel like we don't get as much recognition because we are the only Canadian team. I yeah, think that's a thing. There are so many fans that that they're in Canada, and there's there's more people than just Canadians who cheer for. It's just like like Toronto's a big enough city that I don't get. <laughs> are there? Yes. <laughs> I like I I don't uh, when you look even when you see like kind of the heat maps that they put out on most tweeted about it and uh, teams that draw the most interest. Like outside of Ontario, you don't really get like. 
it, it's not like it's predominantly Raptors fans everywhere else you go. Like it, it, it people inherit it from all all different teams. I I just don't think it's fair to assume that everybody is uh, pulling for the Raptors, and they know what the TV numbers are like. They they know who people want to see, and, and even though Toronto has been good and probably deserves a game. Um, at the same time, they're just not as big of a draw. They're they're not as entertaining of a team. I'll agree with the entertaining. Um, they're part. more entertaining this year, but it's still like the what? Yeah, what? Uh, like I'm looking at a map of the largest cities in North America. Like it's like fifth. Sure, sure. It, it's well, the fifth largest city, but when you talk about the fan base and the draw, like. When you talk about the Warriors or you talk about the Lakers or the Knicks, those are teams that have a draw outside of their own city and their own market. Uh, the Raptors, as much as they, they try to promote that, that's not Yeah, but I would also argue in that fact, if, if the Raptors aren't getting as much exposure, how are they expected to gain fans outside of the market? I think it's sort of a two-way street, like... If you play some of the bigger games nationally in the U.S., then ha- play yeah. well in the playoffs. Play well in the playoffs, <laughs> and then you'll lottery. have t- people that but are I interested. Think, in I, you. I do think that if they national or televised um, nationally in the U.S., some more I don't of those know if that's games the NBA's that they would job to do that though. Like, yeah, like, but the people they have pick- access to all the games. And they just choose to watch. And, and plus, TSN and Sportsnet have the rights yeah. to so many of their games, and they're not going to give up that revenue. So I'm, I'm sure that's a factor that complicates it, that um, Jack Armstrong yeah. isn't going to bring up. I do think that is part of it, though, personally. I just think that if some of the more games were broadcast uh, across the U.S., that it might be a little bit more popular because Toronto is not obviously a destination city, like you said, like L.A. or New York. But I think the fact that it is the only team in Canada has its own um, draw as well that like, you know, if you're in one of those cities and you're kind of like, Oh, there's no NBA team near me or the one near me is not the greatest. Who should I cheer for that? Toronto does have a draw like that just as New York does just as LA does, because a lot of people from those smaller towns yeah, are fans of those teams because they're just big, they're noticeable names and they've been around for a while. Not that the Raptors have been around for a while, but I think, because, again, it's the only team in Canada does have that draw that if you don't have a team in your city or the team by your city isn't very good, that I think it could draw a few more fans. Sure, sure. But at the same time, if you're trying to convert fans of other sports in, in Canada to be, oh, here's an NBA team to root for. I mean, if you grow up a hockey fan, you you know that you, you hate Toronto. You hate all things Toronto. And you get the superiority complex. Like, it's just like in the States. You don't get a lot of people um, that love New York sports teams if they're not, if they don't have some sort of New York connection because that's kind of the evil empire. Toronto has that same thing kind of going for it. So that's why I think you see people outside of Toronto and and the GTA gravitate to other teams. I'm not sure if New York's a good example considering how many Yankees fitted caps you see, how many just random Knicks jerseys you see. Like, it's kind of cool to wear Yeah, but that's people that connect, that's people that connect to it that have some connection to the city typically. Yeah. On top of the bandwagon, because like if Toronto was winning championships like the Yankees, then you'd you'd have a little bit different of a situation. But as I said, um, I think it's going to be tough for anyone to take the, the Raptors as seriously until they start actually playing well when they get a nationally televised game or, or looking impressive in the playoffs. Because even though they they've had some deep runs, 
it hasn't mm-hmm. been in good fashion. Like in, in the year that they they made the conference finals, um, they were a blown call away from losing in the first round to Indiana, and then they barely scraped by a, a Miami team that was just gutted with injuries. Um, and and then even though it went six games against the Cavs, the four that they lost, they weren't even in the game. Um, so I, I think those type of factors um, kind of hurt the d- appetite for people to watch this Raptors team, especially when, to, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like the same team as always. It's Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Flopping in the playoffs. And people aren't yeah. buying well, them Well, especially, too, yeah. if you look at their playoff performance compared to their all-season, if people for the first time are tuning into the playoffs, they're not seeing the DeMar and the Lowry that, you know, the rest of the fans see all season long. Like, playoff them is not, I mean, a testament, I think, to the rest <laughs> of their, unfortunately. I just... Right, right. They're they're yeah. two of the bottom five in in playoff yeah. field goal I mean, percentage. I just watch him for OG, really. Uh, he's becoming one of my favorite players to watch and post game interviews. Yeah. OG Ananobi. If you haven't heard of him, guys, watch him. But um, AK, are are you telling I'm, me well, about OG? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm telling everyone, including yourself. I'm totally taking credit for knowing him before you. <laughs> know, oh my! I take credit God. for everything. Okay, but like, okay, I I I can't talk Raptors this whole time. Like, okay. My favorite game of that one, and and which and one that I thought was kind of telling, was Houston OKC. Like I know a lot of people are talking Cleveland Golden State, and that, yes, no, that would have that was my favorite game of the day as well. Plus, it was at a good time. It was at the pri- they had like the prime time spot as well. And and that was the one that got the the highest ratings yeah. since two thousand three. Oh, I'm okay. So it's two good teams. They played well, and OKC winning. You know, considering how they were playing, a bit of a surprise, but. What was more interesting to me is a lot of people are saying how OKC's turned the corner. Now, just quickly, uh, we don't spend too much time on it, but like, I, it's just hard for me to believe. Do either one of you believe that OKC's turned that corner and turned into the team that we kind of feared they would, like, like on the good side of things? I don't. I'm not convinced yet. I think they've definitely made some good strides. And it seems like if you look at, I was, again, throwing out a couple stats here, but like Westbrook had 31 points. Paul George had 24 and Melo had 20. So clearly they're all actually working harmoniously. Those are all pretty high points for all three players. Nobody really tried to battle out anybody. And that's, I think, what we said a couple episodes ago. Like, that would be the key to them doing well, is if they all start playing together instead of trying to take top spot individually. So we saw some good rest, mm-hmm. basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think the important thing to remember with the Thunder is just how good they are defensively. Um, Obviously, Houston is a different team when they're fully healthy. Uh, But Andre Roberson really did a great job on James Harden there. Um, They they took away a lot of their options. And I think because of how good the Thunder's floor is defensively, um, it kind of insulates them from being as bad as they could potentially be with with their offense. Um, so even though I, I think there's still a lot of the same problems there, um, this still is a team with the fourth best point differential in the Western Conference, so they were probably a little bit better than their record. Um, I don't know if I love their fit long term. I think all of those issues are still present. But at the same time, they're good enough defensively and they have enough offensive talent to probably get kind of in that four through six spot in the Western Conference. Whether or not that's going to be enough 
to satisfy Presti, whether uh, they feel that there's a ceiling beyond this season for this team, that's kind of to be determined. But in terms of are they even going to make the playoffs, I think we can put that to rest yeah. to some I extent. I mean, it's funny, right? Because when you look at a couple of the numbers, actually they've slipped to fourth in differential in the uh, in the West now. They're, uh, the, uh, San Antonio's 3.3 and they're 2.9. But... but, but Oh, right, sorry. that's why I said I'm, you. I'm not the worst. But um, <laughs> uh, why I ask is that they've actually won five in a row and they're eight and two. And the Western Conference is kind of seeming to solidify. Exact. I remember when it began, people are all over the place in terms of, you know, where they're in the in the pecking order. But the good teams being Golden State, Rockets, Spurs, Minnesota, uh, who is another team that played, and the Thunder have all, are all seeming to really go on like 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 a high level. Um, and, and some of that is record, right? Like, um, who the Thunder have beat over this stretch. They beat a banged-up Nuggets team. Uh, they beat a Jazz team without Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they beat the Hawks, who might be one of the worst teams in the league. And then the Jazz again. So, like, the Rockets was a legitimate win. Um, but... They're, they're taking care of the teams that they should beat, which wasn't the case early this season, and that's going to be a big difference for them, because if they can close out these teams that they should win, they're going to win enough games to, to finish in a decent seating in the Western Conference. They're, they're, not, they're not going to consistently beat the, the San Antonio's or Golden State's of the world, or, or even Houston, um, but if they can take care of business against the, the bad teams, then... Hey, they're they're going to have a, a decent yeah, like enough. Like a win's season. a win if you're yeah looking. It doesn't really matter. It's that's exactly enough to get points. Exactly. Even looking at when they they don't yeah, ask how they ask. Even when how they many. played the Rockets though, like you had Chris Paul out, and you also had Harden saying that he's been wor- like playing through injury pretty much, and they were also playing in Oklahoma City. I think it would have been a hugely different game, or maybe not huge different, but it would have been a different game. I think if they were playing in Houston, or obviously Chris Paul wasn't injured, or. Well, I think that's a huge point because if you look at OKC, they're thirteen and four, tied with uh, Golden State as the as as the second best home record to San Antonio yeah. in the West, but their road is six and eleven. So I I think with that game they really did get lucky. It was more or less of a Christmas miracle for them because I think any other <laughs> any other way you put it, I don't think they would have beat Houston. And I mean, Harden said he's actually, yeah, he's playing through an injury and he's been injured for a little bit and he's just been I working through it. At this I point. yeah, I know. But hey, are they better than Minnesota yet? Or are we still uh, uh, saying go fish on that one? Because they're, they're fairly similar. No, they're definitely better than Minnesota. Minnesota is not that good. <laughs> they're better than record-wise. Um, like, Minnesota doesn't play defense, and they're still trying to figure things out. Um, I they're, they're certainly in the same tier. Like, I, I think if I, I would pool them together with, like, Denver. Denver, Minnesota, um and OKC but like any of those teams could lose any series Um, but uh, I trust the floor of this team a little more than Minnesota who even if they finish four or five they're probably destined to get smoked in in the first round (laughs) yeah uh, yeah um, I guess I can agree with you there and at least they play defense right and when things slow down in the playoffs uh, you kind of need that to happen if people are just blowing by Wiggins and Cat that's tough but uh, were you guys more impressed with Adams or Capella? Because I keep seeing this. People are really, really high in Capella. And I see a lot of people putting him over Adams. I'm not I'm not ready to give him that yet. 
Are you, are you guys? I don't think there's a meaningful gap between the two. I think they're both tremendous. Return of the big men. <laughs> so, oh, was that your favorite game too, Justin? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, th- that was the the game that was actually well played. Um, I I think that's one thing you kind of risk when you, you go that many games back to back. Uh, when you have a noon start time, it, it's basically like when you get called into work way too early. Uh, you can't exactly expect uh, the best product at that time. I'm going through like f- like five situations where I remember getting called into work early, and I just show up. I'm just there with my coffee. I'm just staring at the screen. I'm just like, what is happening? I'm not ready for this. Well, especially those those West Coast guys, right? But my favorite moment uh, was actually the Przingis block on Embed, like of Christmas Day, like moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like, is that the marquee kind of matchup that we're gonna see in the East going forward? Like, like the thing people are looking for—the two seven-three unicorns. Um, I mean, it's fun. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> there's, there's no denying seeing those guys kind of uh, put in work is exciting. It, it just, it kind of highlights though what we're still missing like as great as Embiid and Simmons are um I want to see what that team looks like with Fultz for the Knicks um I I guess you kind of hope that the uh they can rebuild on the fly the same way Houston did with Harden uh they never really bottomed out with Harden uh but yet they still found a way to put talent around him and reach that contender status New York, obviously, they, they aren't as well managed, and you hope that they can find ways to, to add that talent. They already did. Um, uh, they added but Kendrick, to, to me, it that to me that matchup's all about uh, developing the talent around those guys, and and hopefully we see them on an elevated stage like we saw with Durant and LeBron, where both teams are, are filled out and have a supporting cast. I don't know. I, I, I agree with everything you have said. Yes. <laughs> They are good at basketball. Uh, so if there's anything missing from the Christmas Day uh, uh, that you'd add or remove from or you change or you think the NBA just does it right? I think it was done pretty much right with, um, you know, with minusing uh, the Raptors the snub. But other than that, I think it's a pretty... Love your Raptors. <laughs> I, not even that. I just think it's a team that should be in there. If you're having a conversation about what team should play Christmas Day, like not even my personal opinion, I just think it's an team that should have been in there and i think most people can at least agree to that yeah i I I mean if if we're going off who are the best teams yeah well but it's tough to say right because they because they make these predictions at the start of the season and and while things have played off that's that's actually a fair and valid point right like uh, i think some people thought the raptors might have a little bit of uh, a falling off after losing yeah. patterson and tucker you didn't expect the young totally guys to be as good so off. yeah i think i mean i think in one of our first shows we were talking about what teams were almost going to be worse and i think yeah they were pretty much conclusive oh those raptors <laughs> all right well i think we've wrapped up the christmas day <laughs> <laughs> there you go raptors tying together see that one had multiple like wrap like a christmas gift and also like raptor it just makes no no megan just bring it home bring it (laughs) home before he makes another would that count for bad joke number three dad joke bad joke we're way over three we're way past our i must have blacked out during some of the other ones we're past our limit Um, uh, megan's blacked out i think we all need a nap (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, I've got still that Christmas Day hangover vibe going for sure. So yes, let's end it. Well, it's kind of hot. <laughs> thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys for listening and hope you enjoyed our show. Again, if you agree with us, disagree with us, please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, send us mail, whatever. It'll find us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And uh, <laughs> keep an ear out next week for our next week's episode as well. And again, you can go to PressBasketball.com to find this podcast as well as all of our other great content on there. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next week. And remember, she said, thank you for joining me, not us. <laughs> no, did I? <laughs> you I'm did. Sorry. Thanks, guys. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>